figure out what kind of train wreck this is going to be. <laughs> it's time for Warhammer. So fucking weird. It's fucking Warhammer time. That's Big Jim. That's Beer Jim. Uh, and I'm Jazz. And we're here for the uh, games, drinks, and hijinks. And around here, we like to uh, tell you all about gaming lore really fucking poorly. That's just, uh, and I'm if you're take, here to learn uh, anything, you're just not going to. And I'm going to take Big <laughs> Jim's line stuff. and be like, wave top level. Wave <laughs> top. <laughs> and that's, sprinkle a little facts. That's so still being generous. <laughs> that is, that is, yeah. that is super generous. Yeah. Oh my God. We are as accurate to lore as a three-year-old driving, a, like drawing a car. And yeah. It's like. Is it a fox? Is it a cow? It, it, it no, mom, be, it's it, your Honda. Yeah, it's your Honda. Oh, shit. Yeah, we yeah. got a yellow sun in the corner somewhere. You know something's happening. Yeah, so. it's good. <laughs> we must be outside. Oh, it's the basement. Okay. I don't... <laughs> we're going to go with that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we have some typical stuff we like to do around here. But before we do that, mm-hmm. some of our episodes are... Uh, they're out in the world. They're Very frolicking. They're, yeah. they're dancing. They're out there. They've been ingested into people's ear holes. They've been thought of. Just let that marinate for a minute. That's Try good. not to fucking go. <laughs> on it's it's like that. Uh, um, we're just gonna leave it. Hey, Tiger's Guide to the Galaxy. And they put that little thing in their ear. Yeah, so you can hear it. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. That's what yeah. we did. To you. Yeah, that's what we did. We earwigged you. Or that was babblefish, is what that was. That was, was babblefish. That no, was the babblefish. It'll let you process any language. Uh, but we've got some episodes out there, and people have been commenting. Which is and, bizarre. Um, which is wild. That means that we we actually we don't suck enough to keep people from saying something. Yeah. And they're saying stuff. Uh, the last episode, the uh, the uh, the legendary draft of which you guys will just figure out that you're inferior. Um, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, buddy. No, 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 <laughs> my friend. Uh, a guy named Chad. Hey, Chad. Near Chad, there's no drywall safe. Um, actually says, love these episodes. I wish more lore podcasts were like this. Just a bunch of friends chilling and bullshitting. And I was like, fucking, you're that's, on track. That's, yeah, 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 that's 100%. That's kind of how it is. Yep. That's uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, strap yourself in, Chad. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Be that long-term listener. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, have these guys ever played the game? I'm not quite fucking sure. <laughs> that's what yeah. you take away from this show. Yeah. Some of us have. Yeah. Some of us hasn't. Yeah. Your guess. Uh... Let's see what else were the other ones here. Uh, what flavor of suck would you like? Okay. One of my uh, I liked that episode because it was, was essentially one. how how bad do you want life? Dude came on and just said salamanders. So that's where <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> just, I was like, and then I was I, I sent a couple uh, some feels uh, the salamander thing this today under the group chat. It was very yes, touching. you yeah, did. It was it was, touch, uh, it was a very very touching. Right. I'm not I'm not well even though I I did draft them. I, I literally drafted them for like their prime arc. Yeah, not for Falcon's how nice they are. We'll, we'll we'll have to work on the help. Uh, how touchy now, feely they are. Yeah. Okay, we can do a trade though. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna. <laughs> are y'all touching? Well, feelings? we're gonna take a What's few night lords. We're gonna be like, look, you need to be a little, a little more <laughs> like that, a little less like this. Yeah, come on. So, uh, but there's been several comments on a couple of our episodes uh, about. But people that are like, love the show, have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Where do I sure. start with the lore? Uh, what yeah. book do I start on? You guys have made 40k lore really interesting. Where do I start reading? Blah 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 blah. Um, I'm not gonna let personal preference. If I was gonna tell you like where to go, fucking start. Start reading the Horus Heresy. It's probably. Um, I disagree. Okay, go ahead. This is this is why this is why it's a podcast. So you can be wrong in public. 
getting dropped into the world, I say Eisenhorn, Eisenhorn or Gone's Ghost. If you want Those are the military, like a military fiction kind of thing yeah. where you get a smattering. So you're, you're waiting in, not kind of really getting super involved, probably Gone's Ghost. If you want most of everything that you're going to get hit with, there's even some Space Marine-ish stuff. Eisenhorn yeah, would fill that. Then probably Eisenhorn. Yeah, and Eisenhorn, yeah. like Eisenhorn, that series does a really good job of informing you about kind of the state of the empire. Yeah, like yeah. it, it kind of what the politics is and, and that's 40 K like, yeah, yeah, I'm talking 40K. strictly 40 K. Yeah. I'm more 40 K fan than you guys are. You're a 30 K fan. I am a 30 K fan. Um, yeah. Where I'm more of a 40 K. I have like different, like, well, the funny thing is I really of, like 40 K when it doesn't have to do with the space Marines. Really? I like 40 yeah, K not space Marines. Yeah. So like, I like 40 K when it is like, when it's, the Inquisition doing their thing yeah. or like the whole narrative behind Necromunda and mm-hmm. just like what it like, what it's like just to suck in the Imperium. Like yeah. I like all that stuff, but it's like, Hey, the whole universe sucks. And there's these superhumans and it's like, Oh, okay, great. Well, they're also like one in a billion. So who fucking cares? Like, yeah. I don't, and that, so, that and is not the bulk different authors of the universe. Treat them different ways. Some treat yeah. them like, run of the mill cannon father. And I think dead Anime does a good job of saying like, well, yeah. one of these guys can take on like, 200 dudes like that's it, it makes them yeah those so like if you're if you're getting started it does in, depend but dan abnett or yeah. aaron dembski it, look yeah. and regardless yeah. of the series if abnett wrote it it's, it's gonna be good yeah yes abnett also has creative control of the entire horse heresy arc yeah. like he's mm-hmm. he he runs the whole story the reason that i tell people to go to horse heresy and to start reading that mm-hmm. is because everything pivots on that story sure yeah like it's a lot of yeah. books the, it's a lot of now books it's a lot a lot of lore um and it's just a lot like i haven't read all the all of well there's 65 the of them I mean, uh, i've like, kind of picking chosen and um just, eh. i've read them all and you kind of i couldn't tell you fucking sometimes i'll read them and like i'll be like did i read that book and read it again and be like what the fuck like 200 pages in like i, so read I it know this. yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of it bleeds together and stuff like that um now luckily if you were listening to this and you're trying to figure out where the lore is and there's something that you find interesting um they have released a bunch of omnibuses at this point where yeah. instead of going to find these like two, three, four, like little micro novels yep. that you could literally crush in like a night if you just, yep. um, they've released these omnibus books that are like everything. Like they did it for like Fabius Bile. If yeah. you like, if what we were talking about with Mars and the Mechanicum yeah. and they build everything and you really like that in 40K or, or Fabius Bile, if you want to learn about what he, like that sick and twisted doctor that he is. They, but they did one for the Mechanicum for, um, they did one for Night Lords. They did one for Night Lords. They did, they've done these omnibus books. You can read those. There's a bunch of novels that's like a collection of short stories that are, it's far easier to ingest and kinds of a good primer. And it's a lot easier to find them because sometimes they'll release them at different points. They'll have the advent week and they they do a lot of different releases on those. Sometimes they're in in a magazine, but then they'll put the, like after a year or so, they'll say, okay, we've got a bunch of these short stories. We'll Mm -hmm. we'll put them in and then release them in a, in a novel form. And it makes it a lot easier. Sometimes you can't find them. Sometimes they're audio stories and they weren't written. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, that sounds like a great, whatever. And then, well, the audio, then do it. the the best way I I consume it by Audible. Yeah, Audible. yeah, and, and, and all of the novels are the on Audible. Best way, um, I swear to God, it is so nice. And if you luck out, they'll such... do they'll do bundles. Yeah, yeah, for like this way discounted, and there'll so, be like yeah, seven yeah, or eight books in there. Look at Black Library. So BlackLibrary.com. Look, find the books. Look um, at the news releases, and that's probably the easiest best way. If you want, really, really, like snippet can go around and just kind of chase the tail on what you get interested in. 
There's a website called the Lexicanum. It's great. That's um, what I started it's, with. It's Wikipedia. That's what I started it's Wikipedia for Lorehammer. Um, and you just go go into and it's all the same stuff. Yeah, and it's it's just a you just you just keep clicking away and you can go on it and and you can put in the big topic stuff like you can put in the Horus Heresy and there will be a page that is the big like overview of what the Horus Heresy was and, and you then can have click through the stuff that's it. more interesting. Yeah, and then you'd be like, what um, that legion is? Who's that? Oh, they have successors now in the Yeah, yeah this so, guy and that guy was important. Yeah. first captain. He's got so, his own page. Like, yeah, so when you get to Lexicanum, like look up Horus Heresy, look up the Emperor of Mankind, mm-hmm. read that. Um, Abaddon the Despoiler is a big deal. Abaddon's a big deal. Uh, the High Lords of Terra yeah, um, you can read about those. That. They're kind of the ones that are running the show mm-hmm. now that the emperor's taking a nap, or just um, also just look up look up like Adeptus uh, Astartes. Yeah, Adeptus Astartes, and then that'll and break it all to the everything. chapters yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So um, there's a lot out there. If you really, really want a novel, my recommendation is the first novel in the Horus Heresy is called Horus Rising. Start there. Yep. If that book doesn't hook you you're not going to read the rest of the series. Like that book is mm-hmm. it's, it's kickoff. It's, it's, it's an abnet novel. Like it's, that is, that's the guy. That's yeah. the guy. Uh, it sets the scene for everything that happens for about a 12,000 year window. Yeah. Uh, in the lineup. Th- that's why I recommend the, the Horus heresy. Cause everything that you learn in that, is what the next 10,000 years pivot on. So, and then if you're going into more of the 40k realm and like the current kind of line that it's all, I would say Eisenhorn, Xenos. So, Eisenhorn, from, from what I understand, Eisenhorn takes place. See, that's the thing. Some people said it's like three or 400 years before, like now, yeah, kind of thing. But it'll be March in the beginning of the book. With, with we just the, have to go check it. Yeah. Like, if it says like M38, then it's about yeah. 300 years before. Yeah. Or now that some be of the stuff that's just years, happened yeah. though. Uh, yeah, the last then, book, the last like prior or whatever, uh, where they prior is in Valdor, it uh, is back. The what is what is the new one with Gilliman? All that stuff, Chariots uh, of Fire. It's the uh, the Shadow Behind the Throne stuff. Yeah. No, not Shadow Behind the Throne. The one with Gilliman, like actually doing his, his oh being campaign. a bitch, yeah, campaigning thing. What is, the, what is the series called? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, that's pretty good too. If you really want yeah, to get into it, yeah, I don't. So there's, but probably, Gilliman is quite possibly yeah. my least favorite Primarch. He's pretty cool. I no, he's not. I don't have a real problem with him. I do. I have all the problems. I had a problem. Uh, anyway, well, this, well, well, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah. he's a uh, ten thousand year old hypocrite. Fuck no. Yeah. Well, and also Gaunt's Ghost is just a beautifully written. Yeah. If you're really series. into, if you're really like, into, if you want military science fiction, if you, you want, want military to, science yeah. fiction, Gaunt's Ghosts. Uh, there's a specific book out of the Horus Heresy just called Legion. Go read that one. It is arguably about the Alpha Legion but they're only in like 10% of the book. Yeah. It, like the rest of it is actually yeah. all like IG and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That one's really good. And it's horse heresy. It's that era. Um, <gasps> possibly one of the best written IG books. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we were getting a bunch of questions about where the fuck do we start? Yeah. So it's huge and it's, unwielding uh, it's and absolutely massive. It's hard yeah. to tell you where to start. Um, but that is at least a couple of jumping the, the off points that you can go find and all the stuff that's out right now. So you're not waiting by the time. Yeah, you're you not going to the end. You are not going to run out of content. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, look at, read the back of the book. Be like, and eh, does this interest me? Do I want to know? Yeah. About so these? you're not going to run out of content. There's enough jumping off points for you that even if you ended up in some huge rabbit hole, yeah, you're never going to run out of content. You're wondering where to go next after you've read digested 10 or so books. Come back and 
Yeah, ask us another question. But Horace Heresy is 65 novels. The 66th book comes out. Daddy Warhammer will be here for you. We're here. We're here. We're here for you. That being said, uh, it is time for Beer Gems Beer Corner. Yay. Look at that. He comes with his own sound effects. (laughs) There it is. Uh, On Beer Gems Big Corner. No, Beer Gems Beer Beer Corner. Corner. There we are. There, see? There we go. Uh, he likes to, uh, when we like it too, uh, explain what the fuck this beer is. Um, yeah, because everybody's like, I love craft beer. And then you ask them for things. Look at and that. they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So uh, we've devised this little corner where we're going to talk about uh, a specific beer that uh, he's going to bring in and sample for us. And uh, explain why it is what tit is. <laughs> I said titties. Um, yeah. So, uh, Jim, yes. what yes. are we discussing today? We are going to be stu- discussing a Bavarian Hefeweizen. That is what we're going to do. And we make Bavarian, a- is this from Bavaria? It so is from San Antonio, but it's Bavarian <laughs> in, in spirit. <laughs> a couple of folks came from Bavaria. <laughs> like, no, it's from San Antonio, you dick. <laughs> so, uh, Bavarian Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen is a German-style ale. We talked about mm-hmm. last time about ales lagers. Or a couple times ago, which which um, is a apparently a yeast call, which like, is a which yeast, is a, yeah, which is a type of yeast. So Hefeweizens are a style of ale that came from Germany um, way back when, and you get a lot of really interesting flavors. You get a lot of banana, um, clove, a little bit of citrus on there, and there's no banana or bubble gum or clove added into it. It's just the phenols and esters from the yeast that produce it. This beer has. Uh, Four ingredients. It has water. It has yeast. It has malt, which is in this. It's fifty percent pilsner malt and fifty percent wheat malt. That's what makes a hefeweizen. A hefeweizen has to have half half of the grain bill need to be wheat. And then, um, yeah, the the yeast, which is extremely important in this beer. Now, is that the that falls back to that? Reinhichtsgebot, the, the the Bavarian standard or whatever yeah, it is, or it's German purity laws. There you go. It can yeah. only have four ingredients. It can only whatever, have right? four ingredients, and yeah. they had to change it because they didn't know yeast was a thing when they first wrote it. <laughs> so they had to change it. Originally, it was three ingredients, and then they're like, "Oh, yeast is a thing," and they're like, "Oh, f- fuck me! All right, yeah, cool. Well, it, it's pure if it has four. Four if it has it. So it's really good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. beer. If you smell it, you know you're going to get a little bit of banana, a little bit of a little bit of uh, clove. Banana bubble gum comes through a lot. I feel, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, same thing with like uh, it's a very similar to, you know, macro commercial examples would be like Blue Moon, as people always compare yeah. it to a little bit. Yeah, and that's a little bit different. That's a Belgian wit, but they're in the same vein. They're in the same family of beers. So yeah, I've always liked Heffies, and I, I think I think Hefeweizen, whatever Hefs. Okay, see that's why we have. That's why we have oh, the beer true. corner. It is, it is one of my big um, when people go like, it's a hefty and it's like, so, but I so like it cute because I feel it's like so it's cute. a good year round beer. It's a great year round beer. Yeah. yeah. And it would be, you know, the stored, it was the beer that you made when you were doing uh, more in like the springtime, you know, because uh, in Germany, beers were made for the, uh, the region or not the region, but the time that it was made to be drank. So, you know, you have Maybox, which are made for May, mm-hmm. October's fest made for, Hey, guess what? October, um, you know, which is that. actually celebrated in September, which is end of September. Yeah. Yeah. September and a little bit of October. Yeah. It's actually yeah. not like this month long. Yeah. Party. Unless it's actually in like... the brothels and it's in November. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, there's actual Germany. Yeah. And then there's the country uppity people in the U.S. that like to decide that they can just celebrate other people's shit. Well, and fuck it up every time. I don't know. That's true. People they seem should. to enjoy themselves. They, they I'm not do. saying they don't have a good time. Yeah. I'm just saying you can't be like, well, I live in a German named town. We actually we absolutely celebrate it the German <laughs> way. And it's like, really? It's also a hotel. They're called Edelweiss. Like, I don't know if like. Yeah, but it's a great beer and we love it. It's one of our best sellers. <laughs> um, just because you spelled house A-U. It doesn't uh, mean it's necessarily <laughs> German. I know. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. What do you think, Jess? So. It, it, we've carried this beer here for a, a, a long time. Yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been one of our core brands since day one. Yeah. So what I like about this, to be honest with you, and it, it, at least your Hefeweizen is it, I don't feel like this beer makes me work for it. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's fucking good. And, and you don't just, really need yeah. to like, Oh, I think I'm picking up notes and it's like, I can just go like, yeah, it's a good fucking beer. Yeah. Like I don't it, like, and it's, the two things that I love about this beer is when I get comments back, we have a group of like 10 Germans. Like they just speak German come to the brewery every Tuesday mm -hmm. because we have a schnitzel truck come every Tuesday and they go there, they eat their schnitzel and they drink like 10 or 20 pints of Do they pound the tables and make speeches. No, they don't do that. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Probably yeah. They aren't, they, aren't, they, aren't, <laughs> they aren't really yelling that loud, you know, with pencil, gesticulating pencil, pencil in odd ways. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing an awful lot of high fives <laughs> around. Yeah. Like, I don't, nothing like that. These are, they are wonderful, beautiful people. We love them. They're great. Um, and then we also get a bunch of um, ex-military people yep. who come in and they'll be like, hey, you know, I want to, I'll try the Hefeweizen. And then they'll drink it and they'll be like, I haven't had a Hef, I couldn't find a Hef like that since I've been in, I've been stationed in Germany. Sure. This is amazing. So, Thank you. Like, there you get no, really good. excited. You and and those this... two things are like the big things I'm like, I don't care what judges or competitions yeah. say. If those two groups of people are in, I'm happy as a client. You and I had this conversation though about a lot of your approach as a as a brewer when mm -hmm. you go into beer, and a lot of that approach of like, good is good. It, complicating it for the sake of just complicating it is stupid. It yeah, like it, and it's like if these styles are out there and they've been around this long, yeah, it's not because that style is bad. So all you have to do is figure out how to execute it just a little bit better. Not yeah, not exactly. Not execute it differently. But also execute but just, it. Yeah. Execute but just it execute it with style. quality first. Yeah. True to then, style. I mean, like we go so far as um, our entire brewery in the, in the brew house has 100% reverse osmosis water. We don't let San Antonio water touch our beer at any point. But that means that we can then add in all the minerals and salts from a specific region. So this beer actually has the exact same water profile as Munich, Germany okay. when we brew it. Uh, so that's something that's really, really cool that we're able to do. I know this beer is dangerous when you poured this for me. And this that was a that was a whole beer yeah pretty much and this bit's gone on for like six minutes yeah and it's gone i have so, like no yeah. beer left it's very smooth it's and, a uh, very smooth beer it's very great. easy to drink yeah. yeah you can find it at a lot of places if you want to know where to find hot wells Hefeweizen, go on our website we have a brand finder on there so you can just click in and say am like, i on your website are you i don't well, yeah you are no you're 100 on there am yes. i yes you are <laughs> no no so if you, i've never if, looked yeah if you go on there and you put like the area code or the zip code, um, and just say search, and then we pull up as a vendor. You'll pop up as a vendor. Hey, look at that! That's pretty yeah. cool. That's yeah. very cool. So yeah, you can definitely find Battle Club um, on that. But yeah, we've uh, from day one, uh, the Hot Wells Hefeweizen, great beer, has, has been on our. It's been on our bar here. Uh, we'll never get rid of it. We'll mm -hmm. always carry it. Yeah. 
Um, but it's a, it's a great beer and we've turned a lot of people onto it when they're like, well, I don't really know. And I'm like, do you want something with flavor? That's just not going to like rock your world or something like, or, or something that you're not used to with beer, right? You want to try something new, but it's not, you know, like, well, this one has chamoy in it. And it's like, well, I don't want what that. Chamoy, it's like, yeah. it's like, how about something that's got a little bit more complexity than you're used to. It's not super dark. It's not super hoppy. It's not super hoppy. Definitely not hoppy. Um, you know, it's got da, like da, da, da. 12 so IBUs. It's tiny. We've turned a bunch of people onto that. Um, now, me personally with this beer, I actually pick up a little bit of a donut flavor. Yeah, yeah, a little bread. A little bit um, so I've I've gotten a bunch of people to try it, and I'm like, do you like donuts? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you like bubble gum? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you like nanners? <laughs> and they go, yeah. And I'm like, I got a beer. Boy, do I have a beer for you. Let me tell you about a beer. <laughs> and uh, and I, I think that's, that's the big approach is I, I, I think the big problem I have with like craft beer fans, mm-hmm. I guess fan boys might be the better phrase is that everybody always wants to discuss it in that like sommelier fashion. Like, well, I'm the nose on this reminds me of a, oh, you know what? Fuck your feelings through you a know? conifer yeah. forest. Yeah. Of yeah. Da, 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 da. Well, does I'm it like, really? I'm like, does it now? And I'm, I'm, I'm over here like, Hey, do you like donuts and nanners? Yeah. <laughs> you want Put a nanner bear? I got you a nanner bear. I'm like, if you would ever eat a banana donut, put this in your suck hole. You'll fucking lie. Yeah, you'll, you'll be fine, guys. I mean, like, I mean, there's both like, sides to the thing. Like, there's a place for that higher, uh, that is, higher and I interpretation. I, and then the there's thing also is, is that, a place for just like, hey, I'm just going to enjoy the thing a is, fucking is, beer. I can give you an accurate description without making it sound like I'm calling you a fucking idiot while I'm at it. Like, yeah. I can just go like, right. You, you know, I get it. You've you've had whatever beer you've been drinking to this point. Mm. Now there are mm. more complex beers out there, but we don't need to be uppity about it. Like we can discuss the fact that yes, this is a craft item. Yeah. But you know, it I don't I don't need to talk down to you because you don't understand the elevation of my beer. And it's like No, I 100 percent agree. Why? I 100 percent Because I want you to go like fuck, that's delicious. And then I want to sit in my bar and I want to talk about Warhammer or DD or bolt action or whatever board game or whatever while we have a good beer and we have that and that's what good beer should do yeah good beer should be kind of that wd-40 of conversation like it should it should take all the squeaks out and this should be what's lubricating our interaction absolutely and that's why we are a craft beer bar we're not you can't go in there and shoot jack at my bar like you have to come in you have to drink good beer we have to talk good games and that's that's what we do. That's what we're modeled on. And, and that's I what that's good a, beer should do. That is the perfect way to describe what we are trying to do at Second Pitch is like, we want to make elevated beer that the common person can just And your understand. bar's just like that. I, I can understand that it's just good beer. And I'm enjoying it. I have been in your bar and yeah. you're drinking some of the best beer you've ever had outside, sitting at a wood picnic table, drinking, eating from a food truck, like just doing everyday shit yeah. with better than everyday beer. Well, and that's, that's nice. kind of like, it's brilliant. Well, that's the nice thing about beer is I've always said that beer is the the beverage, the alcoholic beverage that the masses can produce, can can enjoy. So the best wine in the world is going to cost you fuck how much, you know, more money than I'll ever spend. Yeah, the best whiskey in the world is going to be more money than we could ever spend or something like that. The best beer in the world, like you go like, I want the top of the line, 500 bucks. Like that's like mother god awful, like whatever you do, 500 bucks, like which is. Somebody who drops out on a bottle of wine without even blinking twice. Sure. And that's talking top of the line. So you can enjoy the best of the craft of uh, without breaking your budget and without being a pompous, you know, pompous mm-hmm. prick about it. 
And that's what I love about beer. Wow, that is impressive. Uh, our producer just sent me a picture of your beer finder from yeah. your website, and it Are brings we- up my bar. And if you if you mouse over it, it actually lists every second pitch beer that we're currently carrying yeah. on the bar. Yeah, that's that is great. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, I paid money for that program. I don't, I don't, I don't like how short that list is. That we're gonna have to talk about that. We're gonna talk about. I would love to give you more list. <laughs> I want to give you more list. You got it. But yeah, no, that's always a fun thing to do. And I just, I, I was always, I've always been enjoying, I've always enjoyed beer for that reason, you know. But wish I could get Big Jim back onto on the beer train. But ah. age does a thing to you, you know. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, I got to I, I honestly, I mean, it's just, I mean, I, just like everybody else, like Bud Light and Budweiser. Yeah. And, I just and you start with it. what you do yeah, and you I just can't do it anymore. And then I never got into anything else beyond, I mean, well, a few things here and there, but like scotch and bourbon, man. Yeah. Scotch and bourbon. Yeah. I mean, like I'm a big fan of scotch. I love scotch. I love scotch, but scotch. I'm a Highland scotch guy, not a Lowland scotch guy. So it just really depends on. So the other the other day I was going through my liquor cabinet because it was like ten o'clock at night and I wanted to watch a movie and everyone was asleep, and I found, like in the back of my liquor cabinet, I completely forgot there was a uh, Johnny Walker Blue just yeah. sitting back there, and I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna I drink that." I gave him a tonight. bottle of Johnny Walker Blue only because it's blended. No, you didn't? Yes, I did. You have never given me Johnny Blue. A small bottle. I gave you a small box of Johnny. Absolutely, a thousand no, percent. No, that was not me. That was you. That must have been your other friend. You have never given me Johnny Blue. There's only been one person that I know that has ever given me Johnny Blue, and it wasn't you. Well, I don't because like it got mailed to me. Yeah, really. Do you want me to bring Johnny Blue for the for the for the? You have player? actually given me far better than Johnny Blue. I don't. I don't like the blue. Uh, Johnny Walker is. I, I know it's John- it's, bl- it's, bl- it's it's a blended whiskey. So sometimes it's 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 better I mean, than some of the other ones. I think some of them are yeah. like a little too smoky. Um, it's like you it, have given John, me. John, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I am not discounting what you have given me because you. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying you've given me far. You just left a bottle of Pinhook at my house. Uh, I know. Like, I can buy Johnny Walker Blue is like when people really go crazy about Gentleman's Jack. Yeah. It feels like they're kind of like in the same so, vein where it's just like. Yeah. Eh. I have another friend that he's given me. It's actually been two of the the mini bottles of Johnny Blue. Yeah, the well, ones they're ninety like, bucks. The yeah. the little ones. Yeah. Uh, so I used to have this. Should we call it, is it a corporate job? What did I, I hate to call that a corporate job, but it was, it was, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a company yeah. that I had the job. So when I got fired from it, good for you. Uh, you got to get fired from one fucking job. It's yeah. not the first time I've been fired. It was just, you know, the whole situation, yeah. but it was interesting. And so, uh, I have another podcast and I talked about it. I didn't, I didn't bring up the company. I didn't, whatever. I just said, I got let go. Mm. And the, the, one of our one of my listeners over there and a friend of mine heard I got like a so he sent me a uh he called it an emotional support bottle and he yeah. sent me a little like half bottle of Johnny. Yeah. Nice of Johnny Blue. And then when I got my next gig, he sent me the other half bottle. Half a bottle, yeah. As a congratulations on you got a new gig. Nice. That's so that's he sweet. gifted me a full yeah. bottle of Johnny. That's one for cool. one for leaving, one for going. Yeah. And uh so but that's why I I know it wasn't me. I don't know who you gave Johnny Blue to because you've given me way better than Johnny Blue. And I think it's because you know me. Yeah. Every bottle you have ever gifted me has always been a very fine bourbon because you know I'm not a scotch drinker. Yeah. So you have always given me very good bourbon. That's why I know you didn't give it to me. I don't remember. I think it was him. But anyway, I'll have to figure it out. <laughs> 
It was a little bit. Between, hey, between me and you, Jim, you fucking did it. I forgot. He didn't. There's no Johnny in my house. Like I know that. Well, it was a little bottle, so you would have killed it. Anyway, anyways, it doesn't matter because we're here for the beer. For the beer. And whatever other booze happen to be sitting around. Uh, But speaking of talking about beer and things that are had in a tavern, there is D&D news. There is a A lot of D&D news. And Big Jim went sleuthing. He sleuthed uh, the shit out of this. So this this news came down. So it's a couple of of days old or whatever. But uh, we do talk more when they just Warhammer. And we yeah. do talk about all a bunch of different it, games it, and stuff. It, so. Deep down, yeah, deep down in the in the cockles of our hearts, hearts. yeah. <clears throat> Everybody around here is a dyed in the wool nerd, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're nerdy about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it, like you're a game nerd and a beer nerd, huge beer nerd. Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a I love beer. I I'm friends with you, so I hesitate to call myself a beer nerd. You're a beer nerd. You're in the group. Uh, I dub the. But I'm a. I'm a bourbon nerd and a game nerd. Mm. Uh, I know your gaming background. I've been in your office and yeah. seen what books are up on the shelf and stuff like that. So, uh, so we are we are dyed in the wool nerds. And when that happens, what you end up with is you end up with a dirty sleuth that wants to tell you all so, about all the, all the uh, trash. Instead of <laughs> paraphrasing, which is what we do on this show really Ooh. well, I'm going to read the Variety article um, just so everybody gets context of where they're coming from. Hit it. Because oh God, I'm so excited. we have problems with the fucking movie. Anyway, so this is from Variety uh, about a day ago. We've had a ton of big budget high fantasy on TV recently. Game of Thrones kicked the doors open and followed up with the House of Dragons and its many beasts. But the Lord of, but the, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the Wheel of Time series, and so forth and so on were both excellent TV outings. But get your swords ready and learn your spells properly because now the iconic role-playing game is headed for a TV show. Paramount Pictures has ordered eight episodes of the live-action Dungeons & Dragons TV series for Paramount+. Plus. So these are the same guys that bring you um, 1886, 1923. Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone, Yellowstone, all that kind of stuff. Fuck, did you watch the... So I haven't... I have not. I haven't watched the second season of Picard, but I watched the first one. Fuck me, that series was good. Was it? Oh, God, the first season of Picard was awesome. I haven't watched the second one. Can't vouch whether or not it held, but God damn, that first one was good. Excellent drop in jazz. Big Jim, what were you saying? So anyway, <laughs> so rolling on with, with this, this. I this, told this, you we were nerds. So <laughs> we first heard this news in 2021. At that time, Derek Kolstad, and this is why I'm reading the article, the creator behind the John Wick series was developing a Dungeons and Dragons series for Paramount and Hasbro. But now Variety reports that Rawson Marshall Thurber will bring the show to life. Thurber Fucking has written Thurber. the pilot for the Dungeons and Dragons TV series and will also direct the show. According to Variety, the series is co-produced by E1 and Paramount Pictures. Why this is important, I'll tell you in a minute. While we didn't know much about the plot yet or uh, or the aspects of Dungeons & Dragons world, the series will pull from. It's important to note that the separate project for, this is a separate project from the Chris Pine starring D&D movie Dungeons & Dragons. God. Honor Among Thieves. So anyway, a little bit about Thurber, because you like to know. I, I, I was about to say, what what's so the pedigree on this The guy? first guy, John Wick, fucking great. Could be a dark series with a, a slight bit of humor, but it could have been dark. This guy, Thurber is known for writing and directing uh, and co-directing films like Central Intelligence, Skyscraper, and Red oh, Notice, fuck. all of which starred Dwayne Johnson. He's also known for such films as Dodgeball and Where the Millers. He's currently working on two sequels to Red Notice for Netflix and sold a pitch for Voltron. Uh, a Fultron feature film for Amazon. Um, so, so we're fucked. So I don't know where that leaves us. However, 
E1 uh, is also co-producing Joe Manganiello's Dungeons and Dragons so documentary. That is a different topic, and we'll get to that next. But that's okay. why. But there is some hope that these guys won't fuck this whole thing. I know. Whenever, whenever I see an, a director with that pedigree do something different, I always think of Adam McKay, because Adam McKay was just like the goofy fucking director yeah. who did step brothers and all that kind of stuff and then now his second half of his career has made some really fucking good movies so yeah maybe this guy wants to stretch his legs right when i hear that it was the john wick piece do you know how easily john wick could have gotten super campy and super awful like well that was the first guy that was involved then they moved on but what i'm saying is if, if that guy was still involved but do you know how it would have taken a sea hair width of deviation yeah for those movies to be awful Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just terrible. And instead, there's been three of them, and they're making two more. And all of us that like those movies are like, and the TV show. So. I'm like, Please confirm so. that there's ten more, and I'm yeah. in. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. like if you're just gonna keep giving me this, it's awesome. All yeah, and they're supposed to make the Continental to, TV show. Yeah, we have, whole we have to put right? Keanu Reeves into like a cryogenic freezer I, between fine. between each each movie, so it, he doesn't Keanu know. for Pope. Like, I'm here no, for all of them. Like, I don't. I want. I don't care. Never die. the current guy. So uh, he's amazing. Yeah. So you had me when it was that. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. Cause in my mind, I go, we're going to get the Dritz series. You're going to give me eight episodes of Dritz. And if that's going to be the case. Yeah. Why, why are Salvatore's Dritz? D-R-I-Z-Z-T. He's a dark elf. He's this, he's a dro dark elf, whatever you want to call it. Um, He's a linchpin character within the D and D universe. Okay. Yeah. So actually forgotten realms. Uh, yeah. fuck. I forgot it. I have a present for you. Okay. So anyway, but anyways, I appreciate yeah, that. I'm, um, I'm going to ask those questions for people. So, okay. Know, so I don't know is this drug D and D. Yeah. Uh, typically written by, as you said it, this guy named R.A. Salvatore, a uh, fantastic author, but he writes on the darker side. So mm-hmm. it's far it's not more Warhammer fantasy dark, but it is, it, it was it's not grim much dark, darker dark. than that universe ever saw. So when those books, first books, came it's out. not Warhammer. It's not Warhammer dark in the idea that it's not that everything is awful. This is dark in that R.A. Salvatore does an outstanding job of taking you on the emotional journey of the character and mm-hmm. not necessarily on the whole, like, look at the power he wields. Yeah. It's okay. the It's the fallout. So of, it sounds like he's just a good author. Cool. He's a very, very good author, but it's made an absolutely phenomenal character that has now impacted the gameplay and all this kind of stuff. And so when you, when you, when you have somebody that can come in, that can handle a story like Wick that is so action heavy, but you understand the impetus behind that character, you know why he's fucking mad. And I like, I, I, I get it. Everybody wants to go like, you killed this fucking dog. And it's like, it's not about the dog. Yeah. That dog was the representation of a life that he had that was taken from him from outside of his control. That dog was the symbol of that little bit of healing that he was starting to do. Symbology. And then that. And the last thing he had was symbolism. And then, and then they take the dog too. And he was like, fuck this. And just decides to burn the world around him. Yeah. No, it's an emotional journey that we go on in the John wick stories. The action is phenomenal, but you're the, whether you want to admit it or not, you're in it because the emotional, right. The emotional yes. story that's being told Salvatore does a great job. That director coming in has a very Salvatore look on how he handles his characters. You need to know why 
they are doing anything. Not just that they're good at it, but why they're doing it. Okay. And you know why in the John Wick stories, why he's doing all of that stuff. That had me excited. And then, as you said, fucking Central Intelligence. Mm. And then named three more movies that's got Dwayne any, the anything, Rock anything, fucking Johnson Anything in it. that's got Dwayne Johnson is just like fucking silly and stupid. I'm it's, sorry. It's just going to go yeah, dumb. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I could get proven wrong. And maybe Dwayne the Rock Johnson has just absolute acting chops that I don't well, fucking he's not understand. Saying he's going to be in it, but what you're going to get, though. But you're going to get gonna that get same more, concept. You're going to get more fucking the movie, yeah. which is. But that's going to be the whole like, yeah. it's going to be this goofy, fucking campy. Yeah. Da, 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 thing. Yeah. The same shit yeah. that they always fall into D&D &D And with. I don't understand why they feel the need to make these things so friggin' stupid. And the thing is, you're playing into the nerd culture, but you're playing into a silly subset of the nerd culture. But they're scared. We never were. No, it's 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 because these older pro producers and executives who greenlight these things think that D and D and this and this nerd culture that is happening for that they kids. don't understand is for, for kids. Yeah, it's children. No, and we need I want to see fucking villages getting burned and people getting fucking smoked and crucified. That shit's all in Dungeons and Dragons. And you can have the other stuff. You can have it all because it's this whole open world of what confuses stuff. the shit out of me is we are all old enough to remember the satanic panic. The whole that D&D yeah. &D and all of the RPGs and all of this Nancy stuff was Reagan. this. It was this this cult influence. Yeah. That's what was going to make it all happen. I, so. In From everybody a game that, that was created by a Jehovah's Witness, but anyway, everybody now that is old enough to be greenlighting this level They're of money <laughs> to produce this also remembers all of that. And I'm like, but how do you default to D and D's for children? Yeah, and it's like it was never. It was created by other guys. You had to. I mean, when he created this, Jack's, I mean, it was fairly complicated, and it was war game stuff. Older men who had a grasp of history had to know it. Gygax and came and he, from war gaming. Yeah, he, he literally purposely tried to keep like the devil stuff out of it because he was a Jehovah's Witness. He wasn't a practicing one, but he kept a lot of that stuff out. Yeah. So when that all shit all happened, he's like, his response to all that was maybe you should have better control of your kids. It's not my game. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Well, and he, he, he cut his teeth writing stuff for, so TSR, which actually was actually is originally the TSR original name is Tactical Studies Research. They wrote war games. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean war games on like knights on horseback and yeah. shit. They wrote like World War II era. Yeah. Very strategic. Very dry. Very dry. Yeah. Math. But you had some models that went with it. Yeah. Like it was oh. that's what he wrote. Wasn't for. a they, lot of fun and what we would look to as fun. It didn't exist in those games. Like, yeah, mechanical engineers working for Boeing. That's what they played. That's the what weekend. they played. Okay, so, yeah. you know, Gygax yeah. cut his teeth coming in and writing. So they had all the rules nailed down for the armor to run the tanks and all that kind of stuff. Because that's what okay. it was. Called. Yeah. So it was games called like Tractics and Tractics 2 and right. all that kind of stuff, which were all armor games. These were a bunch of tanks, air support, all that kind of stuff. It was all the vehicles. They lacked the personnel. They brought Gygax in to write the personnel part. While he was at that, he was like, hey, I've got this little fucking side project where you get to be a wizard and go do this thing. And TSR was like, yeah, whatever, buddy. It, as your bonus, we'll put it in the back of our fucking rule book that you can also order this fucking game. Yeah. yeah I mean, he was like, and, half of it was to fund a, a naval game that his one of his partners was trying to write. Yeah. So, so he had all they this wrote D&D &D and they did all this kind of stuff yeah. and it hooked. Yeah. Like, 
And that's why the original set, when everybody talked about the, you know, I had a red box. Really? What size was it? Because if it was bigger than about that, yeah, you didn't have an original red box. Because all the TSR shit used to come out in the size of a, a half sheet of paper. It was folded in half, stapled in the middle. Because mm. they couldn't afford it. Like they, they, yeah. This thing cost 10 bucks to make. When they yep. sent it to you, nobody was paying 10 bucks in 76 or 77 when this stuff was coming out. It was super yeah. expensive. That was expensive. Like, I have an original set of Tractics 2 in this shop right fucking now. Isn't it a box? It's, it's the size of a half sheet of paper because they literally printed it all out folded that shit in half and put it in a box and stapled it and put yep. it in a box. And that's how original D and D came. Really? Like that's they were crazy. these tiny little books, uh, right, there, right, right behind you. Yep. I've actually got some examples of it. Yep. He can hold that up. Yep. I can't. Drop it. He's got See that it. one in the upper corner. Yeah. That so show guy, the camera. Yeah. So that one in the upper left-hand corner, that is original D and D and original chain mail from TSR. Yep. That's how big the books were. That bigger book is AD&D. That was it's what's also known as 2E, that's second edition. That's which is how I came into D&D. Yeah, right. It's the old school stuff. But it like it, and it wasn't supposed to be a hit. No. It was supposed to pay for cuz he wanted to keep writing military games. It was a passion project for this guy. Cause he ran, they ran, they had uh, I mean, we were probably going to get into this in a different format and kind of talk about the history, but like they would run uh, like what he does and the, all these guys would come and they would, they would, they would descend upon his little town there in Wisconsin. And um, they would have their like weekend of playing their war games and stuff. And then he would, and some guys would, and the miniatures got a little bit more important and a little bit more popular, especially as the, as the game kind of, you know, the different games or what, but like Avalon Hill used to be the big, name and war gaming mm. they would they had the books and they had the, the big boxes and you could go and you can buy all yeah so stuff. if you talk to like our dad's yeah. generation yeah and they talk about war games and stuff like that so my dad i actually i know about tractics too and learned this history because my dad played tractics too when he was in high school and back then everything was published by avalon hill really? so yeah little cardboard rules, like yeah and so all guys. these little hex tokens and at any rate yeah extremely it, complicated it was never really? this kid's game it was always oh, no. designed for adults. So it's and so you have these people greenlighting this shit that's like, oh, that's for kids. And it's like, yep. it, go find your average playgroup. I'm telling you right now, I know Stranger Things has liked to inform the public that it's seventh graders that are playing D&D. Yeah. I'm in a D&D &D group. Do you know what the median age in my D&D group is? Yeah, it's about 36. That's about yeah. the median age in my D&D yeah, &D right. group. Do you know why it's 36? No. Please inform. Gaming hobbies are fucking expensive. Yes, they're not Just like cheap. everything else. It's they're now if you want, thing. If you want a hobby that is going to eat up that level of time, give me one hobby. One hobby that eats up any real level of time in any of our lives that is inexpensive. No, there isn't. So you ever been to a comic book shop lately? The average well, comic insane. book is between five and ten dollars. I almost died. Do you know how much a D and D book yeah. is? Yeah, well, 40, a current D and D uh, book. I don't know. Whatever I paid. Forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks for a. Book. They were like twenty four ninety nine. I think second edition. Some of that stuff back in like the late eighties. Yeah, it's fifty bucks to buy the yeah. goddamn book. A cheap set of dice these days is seventeen dollars. Yeah. Yeah. To get a set of dice. Yeah. It's, and, and by the way, one book doesn't get you playing. 
No, they, it, doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't get you playing. I can see our campaign book sitting over there, and that's what? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven over there. Now, what's helped? What, what's what's helped $350 in books. Well, what's helped the game, the tabletop game, is video games because you got a lot. You got to do. You got to be dressed to war, and you got to be some of these yeah. guys. And then, I mean, like, those I, people started like bouncing Skyrim, back between Skyrim's yes, D and D. It is, yeah. And you got to now start to bounce Game of Thrones back is D and D. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand how we can make something that dark, and that violent, that violent, that sexual, that adult, mm-hmm. that is quite literally dragons. Yeah, Burning and a bunch of motherfuckers fighting on a battlefield. Yeah. Or, I don't know, raiding the bottom of a castle that's been locked off from everybody else because that's where they keep prisoners and the unwanted or yeah. otherwise known as a fucking dungeon. <laughs> Why we can make eight years of multi-billion dollar shows yeah. with that level of darkness and adult mo- mentality. But then as soon as you actually just say what's in that fucking show, yeah. oh, it goes just- like, Oh, it's got to be for twelve-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. If, you, if the word if the word Dungeons and Dragons comes in, it immediately lowers the vol the 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 the, the, the IQ watch class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. IQ the watch age, age yeah. by about twenty years. Dude, no, I, I I don't. Yeah, that's exactly, and that's what uh, I, I, my concern is. I mean, with the movie, it's goofy as shit. The movies that came before it are goofy as shit. Right. Whereas everybody else, Halo, this TV series. I thought it was age appropriate. Like it wasn't light. It wasn't dark. I mean, it was, is, but that had that video game. Uh, people had a certain expectations based on the fact it was a video game. So right. I think you could do those things. Oh, we can fucking murder people. You can do those kind of things. And they did, they, you know, they, they shot people and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm worried like the TV show. Like doesn't, just, that doesn't feel good. No, doesn't and, give you the warm and, fuzzies. And, and, and you would hope after game of Thrones that you could do that stuff. Like I mean, just and also it. not even Game of Thrones. The next Game of Thrones is starting to yeah. do the just as well as the. First. It's dark as shit too. Yeah, yeah. that's dark, dark, well, dark. Why, why yeah. can't we have this stuff? So anyway, this is uh, why we can't have nice things, people. So that kind of segues into something that uh, I mean. So talk on the, the sort of the business end of things. Uh, what what uh, Wizards is doing and. Like what's wizards. So tell, wizards of the coast. So TSR went from TSR. Then they were purchased by wizards of the coast and they had a bunch of IPs. So now they, they, you know, magic and all that stuff. So wizards, wizards is like the, is the company that owns they, yeah, D&D. They are. Yes, the they, they, they are now sort of yeah, TSR is gone. Sort of. So wizards of the coast is the brand that they like to put on the back. Yeah. That's a weird of D and D books. Yeah. So wizards of the coast started, uh, Making a game called Magic the Gathering. Right. Which is a card game. Of course. Yeah. Everyone knows Magic the Gathering. Right. So, and then there was a merger that happened and they took over when TSR went under. Okay. uh, They took over D&D and they were okay. Everything was doing fine. Everything was rocking and rolling. The game was awesome. Both games were awesome. It was great. Two of the biggest systems that were out there. Watsy had all the money. Mm -hmm. And then this toy company came along with all the money in the fucking world. And the people that run Watsy like money. Well, everyone likes money. Yeah. Right. So what came along and Watsy, Wizards of the Coast, Watsy, uh, somebody came along and showed them this really, really shiny number. And was like, we would like to buy you. And Watsy at the time was a privately held company, which meant 
we no. would like to buy you isn't good for the shareholders. It's just good for the people that currently own Watson. Yeah, the, the anvil of people. Yeah. So uh, that company was called Hasbro. G.I. Joe. Yeah, the toy company. And they make, you know, children's games and shit like that. And they were like, you guys do games. We do games and toys. We're pretty much the same fucking thing, except for we market to seven year olds. Right. And you guys market to people with incomes. Okay. So you should let us buy you. And Watsy was like, fuck, that's a lot of zeros. Yeah. And they did. So they sold. And now what you have is as a business owner, I completely understand. So now what you have is Hasbro that has taken what had uh, two of the most well-known titles in gaming. And Hasbro has come in and done everything they possibly can to take a giant flaming steaming shit on the chest of both of those games. Like how long ago did Hasbro buy these things? Like three years ago. Oh, it's been recent. Yeah. So Super recent. Oh, okay. Um, so the first, yeah. Can you, can you confirm Hasbro's purchase? Confirm or deny. Uh, so the first throat that they looked at and was like, I have this really sharp knife. And what (laughs) I would like to do is slowly (laughs) drag it across your whole neck was magic. The gathering. Right. Okay. And boy, did they succeed. They just, they, they like, they were like, is this the most popular card game in the world? Let's dilute. Let's see the if value we could take, uh, let's see if we couldn't take the Pokemon model of it's not really about playing. It's just about collecting and do as much of that as we possibly because we didn't can. get to watch the fucking comic uh comic industry f- completely crash doing the same exact it, thing yeah, so right, we, right. Didn't, we didn't have that luxury because from 2010 to 2015 we didn't watch them do that let's do it ourselves and that's exactly because we didn't did. need you know 17 alternate covers of every comic ever yeah. and yeah. that's which, what they did with the cards i guess um, which killed so everything so they just so, so now it's all about collecting uh, and having that special, pretty special piece. So this is saying Hasbro bought it in '99. Yep. I don't know if that's accurate, no, but that's, that's, we'll go with it. That's, that's accurate. Uh, but they've left it alone. If they bought it in '99, they left it alone forever until essentially the whole like Pokemon. Well, they boom didn't do a happened. lot with it. They really kind of didn't do. And uh, they just kind of but limped along. Man, just in the last year. They really just kind of oh probably God. changing management or changing something. I have people or... that were spending. I'm a store owner. We sell yeah, all yeah. these games, yes. right? I had people that were spending five grand a month. What on Magic the Gathering? What yeah. I'm sorry. What did you just say? Yeah, yeah, I'm not exaggerating. That's rent. That's a mortgage. Five grand a month on Magic cards that are now in the process of selling their entire collection for half value. Because because Magic the Gathering has burnt them out. Yeah, They're it's insane. it's major releases every month. It's limited this, limited that, da 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 da. And the problem is, it comes down to Disney said it best when they made The Incredibles. When the villain goes, when everybody's super, no one will be, and that's what they've done. Oh. They've turned everything into a limited run. And when you turn everything limited nothing's limited and it lowers the competitiveness and nothing's worth anything 
Nothing's worth anything yeah. no, because what you've yeah. done. So now they just try and do the next thing to make it limited. And, and people like, get burned well, out of that. Oh, I need to have. Eventually, you either fucking OD, yeah, or you yep. go cold turkey. Well, people are doing the cold turkey. They're thing doing the cold done, turkey thing because fucking, it's just yeah. at the end of the day, they're going. It's fucking cardboard. Yeah, Fuck yeah. you. My game. My cards still play whether I buy new shit or not. It yeah. still works. And all the so they just stop the the, the and, tournaments and stuff. Honor all that stuff. They let you continue to do whatever. So. That part of the game hasn't changed, so people just do what they do and say, buy new shit. So, like, right now, mm. I actually, I got a message from them today, and Watsy, I fucking hope you see this. I got a message from Watsy today asking about whether or not I want to continue on my path to premium as a WPN store. So, I'm a Wizards Play Network store. And okay. I will maintain my WPN status, which means that I, I can do organized play. I get a guaranteed allocation of new releases for Magic. Da, 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 okay. Whether I want to continue my path to premium. Problem is now, all that path to premium, becoming a premium store, all that it actually does for me as a store is it gives me permission to spend more money with their company. It doesn't actually provide any fucking support at all, including the restrictions of like, hey, you, as a store, you can't sell to third-party vendors. Okay. Amazon, Amazon.com, Walmart.com, any of these big websites that do aggregate providers in order to sell the product directly. Right. I can't sell on any of that. Do you know why? I'm about to, I think you're going to tell me. Wizards of the Coast provides all that product directly to those third-party vendors, and they don't want their stores competing with them huh. on those vendors. Now, what does Wizards of the Coast do? when they provide directly to those online vendors, sell it for cheaper than I could possibly fucking yeah, afford to you. sell yeah. it for. They undercut yeah. you. So why would I pay you for the right to not be able to compete in your own fucking pricing model because you're undercutting me sure. on every fucking channel? It really reminds me of like my dad used to have a saying, like when I was like 21, I was turned out to drink and everything. And me and my dad were going out drinking and we went to this bar and they were like, yeah, it's a $10 cover. And he was like, you guys got a band? He's like, no. He was like, we're good. And I was like, well, it was just 10 bucks, whatever. And he was just like, I'm not going to pay someone for the privilege of drinking at their fucking bar. Yeah. And yeah. that's what it sounds like they're trying to do. Like the so, pay to you for the privilege. And that's what they want. So it's yeah. like really premium. Now you can, you can get more product and you can get more of this and you can do this, that, and the other. But then they took away everything. So like as a WPN store, we used to have this thing. We had a whole week mm. where we could sell it before anybody else. Well, they've gotten rid of that. There's no more pre-release bonus. Like everything can just be sold by everybody that got it the week before Still. release date. And I'm like, so you don't have a release date. You've just moved your release date back a week. Yeah. It, like that's so they're doing special. that. So they're, yeah. they're doing that. But they're they're doing all that, what but, the other thing that they're doing. But now they're doing it with D&D. Mm. Okay. So Dungeons and Dragons. They have essentially looked at it and gone like, how much blood can we squeeze from this turnip? So there is a thing called the OGL, which is the open game license. Okay. So the OGL originated with this thing called the OGL 3.5. So D&D as we know it exists in what is called D&D 5E. So okay. fifth edition is the fifth iteration. Okay. Now fifth edition has now been around for damn near 20 years. Like it's fifth edition has been around forever. Okay. So they're now transitioning to what this, they're calling it D and D one, like O N E. And it's supposed to be this 
super bridge of like tabletop play and digital play and VR play and blah, 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 blah. It sounds like a bunch of buzzwords. It's horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. But they used to, they used to do this thing called the OGL. What the OGL allowed was the core mechanic of the game, the shit that makes it work. You could take that and you could make your own shit. So like a new adventure module or maybe a modified version of the game. There's a bunch of these companies that are out there now that make this stuff. Charts and adventures and modules. Charts and adventures and modules. That you can use in your D&D campaign. I have one on my shelf right now called Anime 5e. So if you're really into anime and you like that stuff, you could use the the D&D rules, the the function of D&D. So that's like, but it's in that that's the connection flavor. There, right. there, there's there's those gotcha. th- that kind of okay. use just the mechanics then there's people whose whole businesses are wrapped around you playing dungeons and dragons but hey i, I wrote a module yeah hey i've got I sharks adventure we've got a monster okay. manual that's a whole bunch of monsters that aren't in the D that, that monster they that don't are support awesome. but might be popular yeah, okay yeah. cool okay. yeah well hasbro like great for the community hasbro runs watsy now i went to art school all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. so I'm going to, I'm going to come at this discussion from two very different sides, right? So I view it from a business perspective. I look at it and go, there's no fucking way. Watsy has the man hours to produce the level of play content that is being done by third party applications. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. There's no fucking way. There's no way. There's no way you have the man hours to write the support material that is out there to drive your game. Now, I've got a module that was written by Big Jim's Game Company. Yep. He wrote great an adventure. Company. It's great fucking great. It's a lot of great right? company. And it functions on Hookers D&D 5E. Yeah. Right? So it's a, you want to know how to make a character? You want to know what your character can do? What classes you've got or whatever? Go look at the fucking core rule book. We're just the adventure. Yep. We just provide the adventure. You yeah. still need to provide the people. Right? Cool. But there's a thousand big gyms adventure yes. companies. There's a ton. All writing that fucking content. Because you don't need, you just need a website. You don't even need like yeah. hard. No, okay. That, I, a lot I'm, of them, yeah, it's I'm like reading. you, you download a PDF down, that you download, download, download PDF and yeah. you subscribe to the or subscription things. It's a one shot. Yeah. It's four pages long. It's just got enough stuff for this, the, whatever. Stuff that they I still need yeah, a rule jumping books. off point. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. You get somebody that likes that adventure and they go like, man, this is fucking awesome. I want to play D&D. And it's like, well, we're going to play this big, long campaign. But you're gonna need a core rule book and a player's handbook, yeah. and you're All gonna need D and D. You're gonna need this and da 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 da. So then they come into their FLGS like me, friendly local and game store, it. and they buy those books yeah. from me because somebody bought that four ninety nine fucking OGL. It, it was a, it was a gateway. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yeah, Nobody everybody lost wins. anything. It seems like it's just you know now that it's for people coming in because yeah. of a thing called the OGL, the Open Game License, right? Which is uh. It was all over the internet too, with any of this like open source code that right, you could go yeah. in. Yeah, it feels like the same thing. So yeah, very so much the same thing. So. Well, Hasbro looked at it and was like, "All you motherfuckers out there making money off our shit, right?" <laughs> so if you want to continue to use our OGL, our open game license, it's not so open. Pay me my money. You either owe us. 25% of everything you make or you have to pay me $75,000 
to buy the license to the OGL. 25%? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, with 25% or 75K, that is the opposite of fucking open, homie. Yeah. I can open a Panera Bread for less money than that. So, 25%. what are these guys? Because I think a lot of these companies, especially with the way they release their content, you get that they have other, like, they have full-time jobs. Right. And then they're like, they, so, so they're like, it's hey, we're work. Th yeah. those are all going to fucking disappear. They're all or, they're gonna, or, or they're going to do, yeah, how many fucking lawyers do you have? Because you're not going to be able to keep up with the fucking lawsuits that oh, this no. is going to generate. Well, it is Hasbro and they're it, fucking huge. It gets better. Hasbro is now pursuing the option to be able to retroactively retract the OGL. So they can... They, they so the sue you OGL is three. The OGL started at three point five. There is an entire game company for one of the best game systems I've ever played called Pathfinder, uh -huh. which runs on OGL three point five. So three point five was arguably the best version of D and D ever made. So and then they went to four E. Everybody fucking hated it. It only lasted like three years. It's what birthed Pathfinder. Yeah. Pathfinder came along because four E sucked. Mm -hmm. It was awful. D&D &D 4E was terrible. It spawned an entire fucking game system called Pathfinder run by this company called Paizo. And on the back of their books, if you flip it over, it says OGL 3.5. Open game license 3.5. Open. Yeah. Open game license 3.5. So talk about the And they were left alone for like 20 now. fucking years. Now. Yeah. Wow. Now they are pursuing the ability to retroactively retract the open game license with with the uh, which vengeance. means yeah that if somehow they were able to get that through paizo would owe them 25 percent of all revenue produced in the last 20 years jesus which would shut the company down right they're not going to survive immediately no game company really makes that much money no 25% of your margin is your margin. By the way, their agreement yeah, yeah, yeah. is not 25% of profit earned. It's 25% of revenue generated. generated. Oh, so yeah, they, 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 so just, you're they fucked. They just want your money. It's they Hasbro. Every bit of your they money. They just well, everybody, want and now everybody's every margin. Like, that, that so is your margin. I kid you not. Business. That's your margin. So As a see. game store, since it has been announced about the OGL and the closing of the OGL, because let, let, yeah. let's call it what it is. Yeah. It's this is not a modification of the OGL. This, you're closing it. Closing you, it. You no longer have an open you're game. You're license. selling another. There license. is. The, the, yeah. There is. They, they they made a number that they knew no one could hit. It, you don't have an open game license yeah. anymore. No one can do that. Nobody can afford it. you. Yeah. Nobody's they, gonna they, deal with they it. They basically somebody that has bro in the last the open game 48 license. hours as a game store that as just a, a Google. You can Google me. Yeah. You can find me as a game store. Yeah. The number of emails. I have received from every tiny little RPG company out there that doesn't operate on the OGL. They have their own system. They have their own unique IP and stuff like that. We're not OGL. We're not the OGL. number of emails that I have gotten going like, Hey, we make this fucking game that has absolutely nothing to do with the OGL is phenomenal. And you know what? I'm fucking here for it. Sure. I hope to God. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this to every person listening to the show that currently plays D and D. If there is another system out there that even sort of kind of interests you yeah. that isn't owned by fucking Hasbro, use it. 
fucking use it. Well, I mean, like that's use a great thing. Stop buying their yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, and stop they, using they their system. Stop shit. buying Absolutely. their shit. Absolutely. You know, like if say so if, it, if they mention if they mention a fucking kind of class, you got third party people who do all this research and build out these fucking phenomenal classes. Then you can you have ready made. I want to be this guy. I have a fucking chart with levels, and I will be this kind of guy. And yeah. they've got it all figured out for you. All you got to do is buy my fucking PDF for fucking 10 bucks. Well, most of the stuff's like 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah, right. It's super inexpensive. They've done all the work for you. Uh, yeah. You know, I had to make one of my guys in one in the campaign I was running like a werewolf. There was one that had the guy had it all written out way better than what wizards had. They only touched on it a little bit. Yeah. In the monster manual. This was like how to play a fucking werewolf. And it and he'd done all the work. And it had, and it all seamlessly fit with the game. This makes a lot of sense because I, I was a part of like a D and D group for like a day and I made a guy and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to be this, this, this character. And I like, I, there's like a character builder online. Yeah. I built them and everything, yeah. followed the rules and everything. And they were like, well, that's not a, that's not a real Dungeons and Dragon thing. And I was like, I don't know. It's like, oh, that's OGL. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck yeah, you guys are talking and, and about. And then they went about buying some of those like websites and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think D and D beyond was originally. Yeah, it was on D and D Beyond. It was on D and D. It wasn't. They bought them now. So D and D Beyond was a was a third party company. Yep. That you uh, can not owned on. by Wizards. Yeah. It was great. Um, now they had an agreement with D and D to where every new D and D content that came out immediately got fed to that, mm-hmm. and it it worked and all that kind of stuff. They did not like. They didn't have control over it. They bought it. They just yeah. bought it outright. It, now yeah. they have control. And now they're trying to make it, they are trying to monetize their entire player base. Yeah. So now for you to get the updated rules, whether you have the rule book or not, they're trying to make it to where essentially if you're not paying for a D&D Beyond subscription, you can't play the fucking game. Yeah. Uh, they are trying to get it. Fuck. So it's the same thing as like a WoW model, like oh a World of Warcraft God. model yeah. or any of these online games. They're trying to turn tabletop gaming into that same fucking So when model. you get the update, if you don't do the update, you're not going to get the Boom, most current. The game rules. doesn't play. Doesn't work it so much. So, yeah. like, it, and we core. talked about it on this when I was talking about when I got super excited yeah. that the Terminator books got here. Yeah. Now I've got the new books for Blade Runner. I've got the new books for and like are those other, OGL. They are not OGL. They do not run okay. on the D and D system yeah. at all. They are a completely independent so go by fucking Terminator. system. Go look at these other fucking games. They're look, or I well. Am, I am in a D&D campaign yeah. right fucking now. Yeah. I love my group. I do. Jim's in it. I, yeah. I fucking love playing with you. I've got, I could list off a dozen fucking systems that I would rather use over D&D and keep our group alive, that we'd have more fun on a better fucking system in a more original world. And I just, God, I'm so fucking God, pissed sounds, off. It, well, here's it, the thing, it, man. It, There's it, two it, things. It the they, of, they, here's like what they do. With the TV shows, with everything, they fucking shit all over our childhood. And so, Hasbro, I'm fucking talking to you with your fucking bullshit. And Disney, I'm talking to you, too. Fuck you guys. Constantly fucking us over. We're changing the shit. Leave it alone. There's money to be made. How much more money do you guys... And I'm a fucking huge capitalist. I get it, dude. But really, how much more do you guys need to shit over? It was so easy. You had a couple of books. Your buddies came over. You rolled some shit. You killed some stuff. And you moved the fuck out. Now everything's got to be connected and this and that. It was the best thing when I when I was getting back into D and D, seeing all these third party because you didn't have that because the internet there was no yeah. internet, yeah. So you didn't have all these third party. Now you got guys sitting in their basement churning out stuff, and it's fucking awesome, and it's great. And that was the one thing with with second edition. But it's uh, anything now. You get anywhere close to that name, yeah. you're fucking paying. It's yeah. not just the OGL, yeah. You're getting they anywhere near constantly do anywhere this shit. near that amber sand, the little the, the their am symbol that looks like a dragon, yeah. yeah. 
anywhere near the name, any whatever, it's all the same. Everybody's paying the same fucking price. Yeah. That's so what, just, what's the upshot? Because people are bitching. This is just a super recent thing. Are they going to fight it? Are they going to look at it and say, hey, this is stupid. This is going to hurt your business because everybody's I, I, doing what he's saying. Don't play. Yeah. Find something Joe, else. It, fuck you. Yeah, find something else. I've, I've already you done vote it with, with your dollar. I've you already vote with your I've dollars. already done it with magic. When they did it to magic in here yeah. and, and what they've done, I've cut all of my allocations by half. Like I'm. Yeah, you no, vote with people your are coming into the store looking for it. And then. It, and then, I mean, I have people, we had a guy, it, we have guys dumping entire collections. I've had people literally just leave them at the store. Yeah. They've walked That's in, what you said. You had they have rolled just... cardboard, the five row cardboard boxes of cards into my store and just been like, I'm fucking out and just left it here. Didn't even want money for it. Just fucking walk away. I don't away. know what to figure it out. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it's just like, and it's like, what do you? people do it like you bought this company is it just a we don't want to manage it anymore so we'll see if we can just well here's the thing i've got all my second edition books we'll just play fucking second edition i want to play riffs i will play riffs that hasn't changed we should we should do it would be fun to play some of the other games riffs is non-ogl it runs on the d yes system it's like you better bring everything because it's going to make you Roll your D seventeen. I was like, "Well, I don't fucking have one of those." Yeah. Like, figure it out, bitch. Or like, it's like, what? <laughs> it was. And it's, roll a D ten and a D seven. Figure but, it out. But <laughs> nobody was trying to make a buck. Now everybody has the opportunity to make a buck, and then they're trying to screw them. Man, they do yeah. this constantly. And the thing is, is that they're Wizards was already a billion dollar company, and so now they're like, "Hey, we're gonna tax you for opening the book." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, do you not want us to play? You. And the problem is, what that, is it? Like, you, yeah, what is it you'd like me to do with the book? Because do you want me to want not play? Because I can fucking do that. Man, we'll find something done. Do you want know to probably? Do I'll probably go play Blade is, Runner. Is, I don't give a fuck. You yeah. want to tell me that we're gonna play Blade Runner? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, gar- like, I guarantee there is some fucking the 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 board of Hasbro, the top CEO, has no idea about kind of. This was a memo on something that he saw. He doesn't really kind of understand it that much. And there's some young flash in the pan exec that is like. I can make a little bit more money. Yeah. And daddy's yeah. going to be happy. Let's turn me. tabletop gaming into a subscription format. Yeah. And then they were like, it. so I'm going to bounce from this company to the next company as yeah. I work my way up. And it's, it's got nothing to do with the games exactly. or the, exactly. the anything. And the, and the big reason that we won't get behind it and we're not going to just roll with the punches and let it happen and see what happens is we have principles here as a game store. Like we don't charge for our game tables here. Nope. Yeah. Which I think it's insane, but you're, you're a better man than I am. We don't charge for the game tables. Why? I'm not going to tax you to play your game. You own a bar. Do you charge me to sit down? I could. Do you, no, do you, I wouldn't. Do you have a cover charge? No, no, I do not have a cover charge. No. But that's what renting a game table to you yeah, is. Yeah. Renting a game table to you was a cover charge. That's a goddamn cover yeah. charge. Do you know what it's turned my players into? Loyal. Yeah. Yeah. I want you here playing yep, yep that square footage is gonna sit there whether i charge you for that table or fucking and the other thing too great is you're not going to walmart and finding D books it's either mom and pop or you get them online yep and i like so is it warhammer who are the guy at black library whoever gives you a break if you buy it or they have only certain stuff that they release through mom and pops so they can support so actually D was doing that yeah right okay, the thing so is was, now is we're concerned that whether or not that's going to continue it was great. So that was a was, great idea. So yeah. brick and mortar it. stores got exclusives to certain covers yep. and stuff like that that you could not get anywhere else. They had to be had at a local mom and pop game store. You had to price not might not be different, but the price was identical. But the, cool, but the cooler, you shit. Yeah. cooler, the cooler, and that's exclusive shit. Great. And for awesome. gamers, that's what we live yeah. for. 
we live for I've got something you don't. I'm, I yeah, I can't even tell you how many times I've I've bought a book because I had a special cover. Yep. Yeah. And a little bit more of my copy. Printing. My People copy. Stupid. Of, We're stupid. My copy of <laughs> Dune. Oh look. So I have yeah. a readable. <laughs> I have a readable copy of Dune. Uh huh. Like Frank Herbert's just Dune. Uh-huh. I have a readable copy, and then I have my hard copy that does not get read. Why do I have that hard copy that doesn't get read? Huh. It's a special edition, and when you pull it off the shelf, all of the edges of the pages are spice blue. Oh, really? Like that the color of the eyes? Yeah. That the is that your house? It's at my house. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna read it. You can open it right in front of you. That's fine. <laughs> just go do you have the encyclopedia. I don't, and I want it so bad. I'm going to eat ribs couple hundred dollars. I, I had a chance to get it for 125 bucks on. I'm going to eat barbecue and read your dinner. That thing, it's it's written on, like, if you've ever, like, a bi- like the Bible page. Yeah, it's with Super thing. Yeah, thin really? The onions. Oh, so, yeah. Because it's so onion skin, because there's so much shit. Whoever, the guy who wrote it, he wrote it with Frank Herbert's, I know we're getting it on a fucking rabbit hole, but he wrote it with Frank Herbert's, like, blessing. There's, like, little shit he might have mentioned or almost like alluded to and there'll be like a whole fucking page and a half that this guy just basically wow. made up but everything in that thing is fairly canon mm-hmm. like it it goes into so people speculate about shit go to the encyclopedia you want to know what the side car all about he's got fucking pages of shit it's fucking cool but anyway right uh, yeah so the whole ogl license thing is really fucking interesting jesus capitalism run wild well it, it's it's, but the it's thing is that, to the point of destroying people's fucking it's destructive capitalism. Yeah. It's it is so, so overarching that it's impacting everybody on TikTok that talks about D and D. Yeah, if you're making money on TikTok because you talk about D and D, that's what I heard. Yeah. You owe them license fees. Like if you if if you really if if, if, if you, all of those all those huge online streamers that are using D and D to put on these entertainment shows because you're watching them yeah. play their campaign. Or I've also I, I've also so heard it's gonna that take you owe money. Like fucking Joe Manganiello and those guys with some clout and Hollywood. See, they're I'm gonna have really to, fucking I doubt curious. that they're gonna give a fuck. So Joe Manganiello is working on this documentary, yeah, and I'm brother, really yeah. fucking curious with this coming out. What happens to this project? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that he's all tied up. So that was my other thing. Now he's all tied if up he's with got, if he's guys already, from if Wizards. If he's already got the whole spectacles, testicles, wallet, yeah. and watch from Wizards, they may be going like, no, go make us look good. Yeah. Because we're doing a it's great for the job. It's the 50th anniversary next year. But we're doing a great job of mm. fucking ourselves. Could you please go make it yeah. to where it's so interesting I've to get also, involved in this I've game? I'm also thinking it was like for like independent artists who will like make like pictures of your character. Like we'll, we'll draw your picture yeah, and then all of it. they're getting. Yeah. And now yeah. look, I'm torn on this because I hate the fact that it's crushing all these small creators. Mm-hmm. As somebody that went to like film school and and created media and all that kind of stuff. I also get the whole like. You're owed fucking nothing. They invented this IP. Yeah. yeah. You being able to use their IP to make a living and you didn't invent it is fucked. But you should have to pay for it. It's so old but at they, this point, though. But they went so fucking extreme. Yeah. That's the problem I have. So, like, are you guys familiar with uh, <laughs> the Unreal Engine? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so the Unreal Engine is a, it's a video game creation engine. Mm-hmm. So... It's, uh, I mean the first yeah yeah first game yeah 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 so there there's a game called Unreal, Unreal. And that was but yeah the Unreal Engine which is now Unreal Five is what these the next gen console yeah. games are being designed on yeah it's a it's a design software for making video games now their software is free you mm-hmm. can go to Unity you can download that fucking software you don't pay them a fucking dime. And for the entire creation process of your video game, you can use every update, 
Yeah. Every everything yeah. that they do for their game. Yeah. You can build your trailers in it. You can do the whole nine yards. You can market your company. You can do everything. All that they ask is that if you go to market, if you publish the game, once you are profitable, profitable, you owe them 5% of your profit. That seems fair. I have no yeah. issue with that approach. Yeah. Now, if D&D had come out, if Wizards had gone, hey, we're not going to retroactive this. But based on the new licensing stuff and everything going forward, if you're going to make new content using any of the new stuff, once you make money, not recouped, yeah, not whatever, once you make money, 5% of what you make, you owe to us. Because we do, we did all the heavy lifting. And they did, right? Yeah, sure. They built the world. They do the marketing. They're the ones that generate all of the, it's D&D. You yeah, fucking know yeah. what it is. They do all of that. I get that. So if you're making D&D content and they're doing all the advertising for you, you got a free marketing platform. That's not necessarily fair. But making this so fucking aggressive that you're just going to crush everything yeah. makes you feel gross. Like you're just, you're, that's just gross. Like I don't. You're going to drive so many people out of this, this hobby that is so, fra as much as the explosion of people playing it is still a fragile hobby. Because it's expensive. Yeah. And people can just be like, eh. yeah, but when it's, it's, it's fragile and it's time consuming. But well, look at it. magic guys walking in and just dumping a thousand cards and fucking it's, it'll go. Yeah. They did but, the same thing to fucking paintball. I played paintball in the infancy of the sport. If, if right. you want to call it a fucking sport. And it was, it, was, it, it came about in, in New Hampshire. Paintball's so. a sport, but video games aren't. Okay. Anybody that's saying they're playing esports, you can go fuck. And they did the same thing to fucking paintball. Paintball exploded <laughs> and expanded. And then they had all these companies and then it frigging contracted and pretty much crashed. And now it's made a comeback, but there used to be a bunch of magazines and it used to be on TV and, yep. and ESPN yeah. was carrying all that yeah. stuff. And all that shit crashed about 10 or 15 years ago. And now it's kind of coming back in a, in a different form. And they nobody it, can go you know, good enough. Yeah. Everybody's got to over monetize fucking every, everything was getting mm -hmm. monetized. There's so many companies, and everything comes and you need like, that contraction I, to make, I'm a business owner. But you're a business fine. owner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do this for the warm and fuzzies. I do this to pay my fucking bills. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm a capitalist. hundred yeah, percent. Shit's expensive. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't do it without fucking morals. Yeah. Like yeah. you can be scrupulous about this shit while you're at it. There's the, you, you start to drive yeah. people out of what, and that's why I bring up PayPal because they started to drive people out of it. It became too expensive. It was already kind of expensive to play. Yeah. Now it became too expensive. And then now it's kind of coming back a little bit, but it, it, it you can't do that. The comic books at five bitches. and $10 fucking I, I pack of magic cards. I don't know what the hell a fucking pack of magic cards cost, but Oh, it's insane right now. Yeah. It's insane. I have a set, the set that's coming out tomorrow as yeah. of the recording of this show, mm -hmm. the set that is coming out tomorrow, the draft boosters will be $13 a pack. How much, how many cards are in a pack? 15. Wow. 15 pieces of cardboard. And by the, the way, original art now, but still, it doesn't matter. Do you know why that's bullshit? It's so it's a non-standard set. We'll give you that. It's yeah. a non-standard collector set, right? Limited production. Cause if it's limited, it's gotta be worth more. Yeah. It doesn't fucking cost wizards of the coast any fucking more yeah. money to make that limited card than it does to make the one that's not sure. Right. It doesn't cost them any fucking more to make this set. You're just charging more because you fucking can. Yeah. And you have no fucking need for it. And you already raised the prices this year anyways. They raised all of their products by 10%. That's insane. So it's, it's it, and then you want to know what your player base is down. Yeah. It's like, 
um, you did it. Wasn't me. Yeah. Wasn't me. But if you want to know why people are ditching fucking magic cards and buying fucking Warhammer, it's because Warhammer in its 40 year history, you can run every model you have ever bought from Warhammer. Yeah. And still play the fucking and game. And still play the game. I think as much as, I mean, I certainly don't have the biggest problems with Games Workshop that I do now with Wizards, especially for a long time. Wizards but, is just gross now. Yeah. It just, it feels The gross. guys who run that company, yeah. like the guy, like, it, it games like they play it they fucking built yeah. it they love it and it just, it's still those guys they have they, a museum at yeah. like where their yeah. head they still wizards, give a shit wizards just feels gross now yeah. it just doesn't yeah. feel it's because it's fucking has it doesn't feel right yeah, yeah. it just it feels yeah. fucking gross and that's why like my group my my D group like i'm telling you right now when this campaign's over i'm gonna lay like seven different rule books out and be like we'll figure it out pick one of these and we're playing fucking anything but D. I like it, it. Same world, same stuff, same everything. It's just different. I can rules. deliver yeah. the same shit. I can deliver you better rules in a better world. Yeah, yeah. It's just that, and you only have to have to buy one fucking book, and that's we, fucking. And we, it, can you're done. and we can modify. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. We can modify it's the rest of the books to 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 make up. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways. So, in conclusion, fuck Hasbro. But yeah, no, hundred percent. That might be the, the title of this. Fucking yeah. fuck it's, Hasbro. It's just fuck. Stop shitting on my childhood, man. Yeah. And this isn't just yeah, another way to do it. Go fuck yourself. And I swear to God, every time I, I get on like the, the entertainment news or websites and stuff, especially for the program or whatever, it's always something else, some little known show or something that they're like, we're just going to do a sequel or another one and be yeah, like, yeah. yeah, all over it. They so. just don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. Yeah. Nobody does. Nobody At any rate, uh, second pitch beer company. Yeah. Go find them on all the social medias and their website. Yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about uh, quickly uh, Port Mall? Tell them all about it. Yeah. You tell them about it. Well, I got to pee. So you fucking tell them all about too. it. Well, God damn it. See, it's a Beat fucking beer. It. It's a Go beer. Go ahead. Tell us about Port Ma. Port Ma is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, event that Jass is throwing here at uh, Battle Pub. It is a large uh, worldwide event that happens. And it's basically chaos versus good versus evil or unaligned versus aligned. And Whoever has more points at the end actually wins the entire thing at the end of the at the end of the. Um, and this is the last event. Yeah, this is the that. last event of that. So, so we're gonna be doing it here at Games Workshop. It's gonna be on the twenty fifth January or twenty first January twenty first. Um, games, San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, in San Antonio, Texas, and we're gonna. Um, I think uh, Big Jim and Beer Jim are gonna play against each other. We are. We're, we're gonna, gonna do it. We're, we're gonna, gonna do we're it. Gonna play because I don't. Know oh my I'm god! Doing. I'm in. I'm so in. And we're so, gonna film it, and yeah, I'm gonna be gonna cursing a lot, and, and we're gonna curse a lot, and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be like, why do I have to roll this many? I don't we'll understand play it, why we'll play it on many. the uh, on yeah. the war table that's in here in the studio, so that I we can it. get make sure that it's that's uh, gonna be great. It's properly done, but yeah, Port Ma, it's a uh, even if you suck at games, or hey, we actually selling tickets. I, I I didn't talk about the beer part of it too. Yeah, hit the beer. Well, part. That's kind of the, the one. beer part of it. Is this is gonna be a also a great beer festival? There's gonna be a ton of local breweries. Are we gonna have to be there? Will there be? We will make sure you have something to drink. We will have some. You have something to drink. So their second pitch is going to be there. Uh, Weathered Souls is going to be there. Free Tail is going to be there. Uh, I believe Long Tab is also going to be here. Um, We've been working real hard to get a lot of these local, really, really great breweries. Well, it's so right now it's second pitch, Free Tail, Independence, Long Tab, Weathered Souls. I heard Texas Beer Co. might show up. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that rumor as well. Um. So I mean, just. That and after me 
We've been and drinking if any of you people are listening hours, to this, that's six, from those companies, and I'm yeah. sure I'm getting something. Yeah, so no, we, we will it. buy. We will play games for T-shirts. So bring T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, I'll yeah. totally play in swag. Yeah. Um, Big Jim's gonna finally fucking throw down on a war game. We're He's gonna, gonna, gonna figure out what the fuck's a, going the, on. The Space Wolves. I'm gonna bring my uh, old Space Wolf army. But uh, yeah, so it's gonna 3, be a good time. Thousand points. Three thousand point game. That's minimum. Minimum 3, the minimum 000. is three thousand points per side. I already had somebody that told me See, that we're well, bringing. Who's, who shit am I going to be borrowing? To yeah, play? what is he playing? I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, so if you guys have an army that yeah, you want to donate, to we've actually we we had one guy that I told me he's bringing somewhere around ten thousand points of Warlord Titans. Fuck <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> okay, buddy, <laughs> so, enjoy yourself. Yeah, buy yourself over <laughs> yeah. there. But um. <laughs> It's going to be no a good time. As, as we are advertising it as a beer festival with a gaming problem. Yeah. It's so gonna it's, uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, you We're can find out more over at uh, either battlepub.com or at uh, battlepub games on all your favorite social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more details on there. Tickets can be purchased uh, through battlepub.com. And there's also just attendance tickets. So yeah. You buy the ticket, you still get a wristband, let you into the beer garden, and you can just walk around and uh, drink. One of the coolest things, tell them about the 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 empty beer glass thing. Oh, beer hammer. The beer, beer hammer. hammer rules. Yeah. So regardless yeah. of what system you're playing, uh, empty beer uh, cups count as terrain. So, so you can you... actually, you could literally be being shot at, drain your cup and just set it in between and go like, so nope, getting hammered there's something pays. in the way. So yeah, yeah. no, that is, that is, that is, you cannot see me now. Yeah, we highly encourage drinking. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so uh yeah, you could absolutely John Cena your unit by being able to drain your it. drain your drink and it. stick it in front of it. So, so we've yeah. mentioned two guys from Massachusetts today, R.A. Salvatore and John Cena. There you go. That's fucking Cena. great. There you wow. go. He is. He's he's Cena un- grew up like unapologetically Boston. Really? Yeah. Oh, John yeah. Cena grew up like two towns over from me. It's something that I did not know yeah. I needed to care about. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> information to hold on yeah, to right there i like john cena just, he's fucking great yeah it's great so uh in the meantime uh go find everything uh keep leaving your fucking comments as yeah. you can see yeah. we fucking we uh we, we will answer it, we your care. questions yeah. we do we do care we we need attention so bad jazz, we read all the jazz, comments jazz but as we uh, all know russ was right yeah whatever fuck this. <laughs> see out. you later kids last fucking episode i swear to god <laughs> <laughs>